Welcome back to another episode of the Scottish CEO Show. I am delighted to be joined by Chloe Carmichael, CEO of <laughs> Chloe's Deal Club and genuine penny saver to the nation. Chloe, welcome to the show. How Thank, are you? I'm good. Thanks, Reese. Thank you very much for having me. I'm no. excited to be here and chat I with mean, you. We're excited <laughs> to have you. Um, tell me, Chloe, we're going to just start off. I'm going to give the world a bit of an intro as to who you are. And I am very much looking from the outside because yeah. I have just recently become aware of Chloe's Deal Club and the savings that you can, <laughs> you can and will create for the yeah. nation. So Chloe's Deal Club is a membership programme where there is 60,000 members, am I right in saying? Yes, yep, that's right. All over, from all over the world, all over the UK? From all over the UK. Amazing. Yeah. So Chloe is the master of making sure that we are saving and <laughs> cashing in on those deals with yeah. 60,000 members. You know, some may say you're the Martin Lewis of Scotland. There you go. <laughs> the, amount, the amount of times I have been told that is crazy. <laughs> I love Martin Lewis. And I think He's I was brilliant. actually just chatting about this off air, but I think inflation is at an all-time high. Mm -hmm. I read this morning that 10, we are up by 10.1% and it is the highest since 1982. So in a world where we are trying to save, we are trying to spend less, what a perfect guest to have on the Scottish CEO show. So welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So why don't we take it right back and tell us all about what it is you do and how you started. So I run Chloe's Deal Club, as you were saying, which is a community of over 60,000 members across all platforms. And I basically help my community get the best possible price on their favourite beauty and home products. So when I started it out, it literally was never intended to be my full-time job. It was never intended to be a business. And yeah, it's insane doing something that you genuinely love every single day. Like it's just the best job in the world. Um, but yeah, it literally started on just a random Sunday night. I just decided to set up my just just decided to set up my Instagram, and it just grew yeah. grew from there. So, so talking about the setup, so. <laughs> I mean, I own a business and for me, like it was quite natural as like an actor to open a theatre school. But tell me your background. Tell me how you started, you know, with a deal club. How how does that even begin? Yeah. So going back to when I was a kid, my dad was always looking for ways to save money. And if we were like going out for dinner, he would go online and find a voucher to print out. And we were wow. talking maybe like kind of like 15, 20 years ago before that was like, a thing to do before yeah. <laughs> before we would get the iceland magazines through yeah, the door yeah, and you would yeah. get the coupons uh-huh so he'd like print off a voucher and then he'd like rock up to the restaurant and like give the voucher and we'd be like oh my god here here he goes again with a voucher like i don't understand why you can't just pay full price and it would even be the same if we were in any high street shops he'd get to the front of the queue and just ask for a discount and um, like again we'd be like oh, here Not we again. go again um and like it got to the stage that when we got to the front of the queue we would just like walk out the shop just being like this is so embarrassing but he would always get the discount and even if it was only five percent ten percent like he'd be absolutely buzzing with it and we're talking he isn't you know he's not done the barriers cutting a deal here he's <laughs> in high street yeah. household names yeah. cutting a deal uh-huh yep and he also didn't need to be he had um a very very good job in london he he didn't need to be scrimping yeah. the pennies but because of the way that he was brought up and what a success story he uh -huh. had coming from nothing to where my dad ended up like he definitely like really really valued the savings mm -hmm. and like you work hard for your money 100%. you want to keep as much of it as you can so like in his case he had more to like spoil his family or yeah. like do the things that he loves and so you think that he was definitely the driving force yes. behind giving yeah. you that get up and go yep. to do it and i never i never really got it until between school and uni i was working in a call center for a phone company i was doing like 12 hour shifts and i would always go shopping on my days off because it was the first time i'd had a full-time job i was still uh -huh. living at home i was like this is amazing you were yeah. Rich. We always <laughs> yeah. talk about this in my office, right? Uh, but if anyone remembers, do you, did you get? A, did you go to uni? I used to remember like the student loan days, right? Mm -hmm. I think I like, used I'm to ballin'. get. I used to think <laughs> I used to get like five hundred quid when I was like nineteen, yeah. and I would be buzzing. I'd be yep. in Brayhead as quick as Same. I could. Spent before the eighth of the month. Yeah, yeah. That I was exactly <laughs> the same. Um, 
And yeah, something just clicked to me one day when I was shopping and I was just noticing all the sales that were on. And then like, if you sign up to newsletters, you mm -hmm. get extra codes. And then I was like, I'm absolutely grafting in this call center for what probably isn't that great a salary, but yeah. obviously at my age when I think my only monthly bill was like, was, was, um, was my phone bill. So <laughs> like I had like, z I, 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 I had zero responsibilities then. And then I was like, if I can, why like, just something clicked to me one day that if I could get something for less than full price, why? Why would you not? Yeah, why? I think it's just basic science, right? Yeah. It's like when you book anything, everyone wants the best deal yeah. regardless. And I don't think you ever get to, I don't think you ever get to a point of success mm -hmm. in a financial way where you don't want to get the best yeah. deal. Because that Absolutely. would be, for me, it would be bad business. Like yeah. it would be bad, bad spending of money. And I think yep. that that's certainly, so that's how it all kicked off. So one was, Sunday night, yeah. here you are yep. sat at home and you've created a page <laughs> and tell me how it kind of first started kicking off. What, what was the deal that you thought I need to share this with the rest of the world? I was just basically the way it kind of got to that point is just from when I was in that call center and I realized that if I can pay like if, 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 if I can pay less than a hundred percent for something, why wouldn't I, yeah. that I just literally made it my mission to, always try to save as much money as possible on things so that then I have more money like to um, go on holiday, like save up for things I want to yeah. do, like buy my favorite things, whatever. And my family and friends very quickly clicked onto this. So like <laughs> my, my, um, my, my mom is definitely the worst for this, that she will like just send me links to things all the time or screenshots being like, can, um, can, can, can you just go find me the best price for this? And I'll just like transfer you the money for it. So they very quickly so, clicked on that I was essentially their personal shopper to save them money. So you were the personal shopper of yeah. all the deals. Yep. And you must find that you probably have a niche within it. So from from what I've kind of looked at, you're definitely into your beauty. Yes. And, um, you know, there's lots of deals that come at that. But what about like the wider range? Where would you say Chloe's Day Deal Club specialise in, you know, beauty, health, anything else? Yeah, I would say it is um, it is beauty and home deals and yeah. then just general ways to save money, like how to, um, how, 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 like how to deal stack, for example, yeah. where you get a product that's on sale, you've got another code that can go on top and then that maybe like right, activates okay. like a free gift and then you can be using cash back via cash back apps and you can stack different ones of those. Well, you can then I be using like, like a I'm cash back card. Yes. Yeah, so, four minutes yeah. of this conversation. <laughs> so, I want to be deal stacking. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be getting free gifts. So let's educate yep. the audience, the listeners. Yep. How do we deal stack? <laughs> what is deal stacking? Tell me all. So deal stacking is basically when you can stack lots of different offers to be able to maximize your savings. So this can be, just as I was saying, whether there's like free gifts or purchases, when you spend a certain amount, you get X percent discount, discount codes, cashback, all those different things that you can be using all together to like absolutely rinse the savings. So- there. I feel like I've been living a lie yeah. for years. I feel like I needed you 10 yeah. years ago. I feel like I needed you three years ago when I, I moved into a brand new house. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah there, so, there is basically always a way you can be saving money on things. You just need to get into the habit of wanting to look and find them because it's such a buzz when you are getting something for less than full price. Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm needing... I'm need, I think I probably need you to, are you available to be or a financial life, advisor? Life. <laughs> are you able to just come in and work Monday to Friday? Do you know what's so interesting, right? Is we, it, like I, I love my points, right? Probably mm -hmm. for me, I fly a lot for work, I'm yep. up and down and you probably know this yourself, but I mean, those ABOS points, they don't add up to much, mm -hmm. do they? But I have found like last year was the first year that I was like, I'm booking everyone's flights in my card. I was yes. like, everyone yeah. transfer me. <laughs> and then I'm like, because the, the, the rewards of that are fantastic, yeah. right? But if that was to be in other aspects of my life, I would say I would be pretty buzzing. Yep. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I've been living under a rock yeah. now that you're just educated. <laughs> well, that's funny you saying about that it's, it's, it's you that wants to book things. Like I'm going down um, for just like a trip with like my uh -huh. sister next month. And I was like, I will book the flights and hotels and all that. Cause I was like, I am getting the cash back. I'm getting the points. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I am like if if um if if um if, if ever there's a group trip if ever there's a group trip i'm always like i'm Victor, i want the point <laughs> and like I, I feel like the cash back or points that you earned for that kind of is to compensate for the time you've 
spent looking at it. You yeah. are basically <laughs> a modern day travel agent, yeah. put it that yeah. way. Yeah, I do find that like it's something that we probably are more conscious of as a business now. Now that we travel a bit more, um, you know, I've probably got a larger team than what I've ever had. So like expenses, all of yeah. these sort of things are something that we now look at. But I do think on like a wider scale, like as a as a generation, we are probably more receptive to find out what deals are out there. Yeah. Whereas I would imagine that, you know, probably my mum just moans about everything and thinks that everything's expensive. And I'm like, unfortunately, the world that we live in now that yeah. not everything is the price it used to be, mother. And um, she's always like, oh, you did not pay that for that. Whereas if someone like of that generation feels like they're getting a deal, they want to shout about it. Yeah. I just remember the old, everyone used to always say, like when I bought my house, if you're buying a, if you're buying a telly, you need to go to Costco. And I'd be yeah. like, why, why are we all like, why is this just a thing? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, well, with with Costco, I feel it's a double-edged sword. I've never, I don't know if I'm even allowed to say this, but I've never used my own card. Like, there's, yeah. there's um, there, there are, are people in my family that have yeah. the card, and when they're going, I'm like, I'm coming with you. I will come too. So for me, I think it's a good saving because I'm not paying the membership. Mm-hmm. But if I was paying the membership, I don't think it's actually I think we're about, good a saving. I think we're like 35 quid a year mm-hmm. as a business. And don't get me wrong, we use it for everything. It's like, one, it's a day out. <laughs> Who yeah. doesn't love going to Costco? I mean, I love it for a day out. I'm hanging about the sample trays. Yeah. Um, you know, we do a lot of like open days, a lot of like where parents are in the building and things. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, there is lots of times where we need to go and we need to cater. Yeah. I mean, essentially, we like we like to piss about in Costco for yeah. the day. So yeah. um, no, I find it quite interesting, but that's just something that's obviously been ingrained in me mm-hmm. growing up. So let's talk a little bit more about like, growing up and Mm -hmm. like tell me what you studied tell me what you did at school tell me everything like that you spoke about going to uni so was there a spark there or do you think it was just that that desire to save so uni I did product design and innovation um I got to the end of that course and I was like I never want to design another product in my life um so there was a lot of there was a lot of entrepreneurship yeah within that which probably creating designing which um I really enjoyed that aspect of it and just for as long as I can remember growing up I knew I wanted to have my own business like I do feel when like I definitely do feel there are traits of an entrepreneur that you just always have in you and it's it's not really something that just comes to you later I, I do genuinely feel that there's there's always just a bit of a drive within you I think also right this is quite controversial because not a lot of people agree with this but I think the worst thing you could do if you want to own a business is go and study business mm-hmm. right Probably, and like yeah. there is like what is the point of analyzing and creating like all these mock ideas when I actually yeah. think if you were to go and study like a specialist subject within a business like I would say accounts is probably going to be more valuable of owning a business or something like yeah. design and marketing where you're actually going to be able to hone in and hide up one full department of your business I went and studied a degree in drama and education and now I own a drama and education yep. business. However, if I was to go back and study and, you know, uh, the blueprint would probably have been that I was to go and study business. I don't know what I would have actually benefited from other than studying other people's businesses that probably aren't in the field of what I've now working in. So yeah. I think that going to uni where you sound like you probably gained a lot because there was a lot of creativity, a mm-hmm. lot of getting products off the ground, which is essentially what you've now done with your own business yeah. and launched it. So fab. Um, let's talk about this. So you have got 60,000 members. How, why, tell us the magic success code. How did you build up 60,000 members and how long have you been running and how long did it take? So I started Chloe's Deal Club in, I think it'll actually be four years next month. Sorry, it'll be four years next week, actually, I think. Um, And it just started... It was just it, it was just an Instagram to start with, uh-huh. and then um, after about a year, when I was like, mm, I think I'm maybe onto something here mm-hmm. that this actually could be something. So I started my email newsletter. So that is my main focus because uh-huh. obviously I don't want to rely just on social media because my yeah. accounts could. You be... need to convert them from. Yeah. We always talk about this, yeah. like the conversion rates. It's all fine and well having all the all the likes, all the followers, yeah. but if they are not in a clickable database, that yeah. then turns from if there's not an exchange rate into cash or into yeah. then it doesn't work and yeah. like um someone else that does this so good so well is um you know david hat from mtn we he used to always talk about this as well and it's like if you don't have the conversion rate from followers mm-hmm. to click throughs to yeah. making sure that they're on a database then you're not doing yeah. something right yeah so that's very very wise yeah and also my newsletter is something that i own whereas my instagram could be yeah. hacked now 
and then yeah. it's gone. Um, so yeah, I think definitely if there are any other people who are focusing on social media, please try to get them onto an email yeah. list if you're listening. Um, but uh, yeah, so I started focusing on my email list. I then launched um, a paid membership. So my email list was they get one email a week and then I launched like for a small annual fee that they could get uh, three emails a week. So a week? three wow. three deals mm -hmm. per week that I found just to help people save money. I was yeah. obviously always constantly looking at the data to see which deals people like best to kind of source more of those. Um, but it just got to the stage. I don't know if you've ever run a membership, but they are so hard running a membership. Like there's so much out of your control. I, with I don't it. know if I want to say this, right? But like I sometimes feel... And I'm probably going to get it tight for saying this, but we are on a subscription-based business. Mm -hmm. But I would sometimes say that, like, I would never in a million years phone Mr. David Lloyd and give him, like, you know, cheek. Mm -hmm. Right. So sometimes I feel like when having members or having like subscription bases, like they sometimes forget what they're actually signing up for. So like probably with your members, they're signing up for three deals. Yep. But then what comes along with that is the admin that comes so along with that, admin. the admin, the questions. And then people also want to elaborate onto other things. And I'm like, you know, what you're actually signing yourself up for, for us as a business, is your, you know, your four hours a week as a class. And I think then people maybe misconstrue that where, you know, oh, does this cover this? Does this cover that? And I'm like, there's obviously going to be different add-ons yeah. for a business. Like you would probably have an upsell element. You would have something that they would then click through on. And for us, it's always the same. But I think like everyone you speak to that has like a members-driven course, it's a members-driven business, members sometimes just want the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I agree. I'm like, yeah. we're very, very lucky now that we have an amazing, amazing, amazing cohort of students and parents. But God, I've had some over the years that you're like, <laughs> right, I maybe don't know if this is the best place for you. Yeah. So I was very lucky with with, with, um, with all the members I had. I think at the peak I had about just just um, ju just under a thousand wow. members, which was brilliant. Um, and they were all amazing and they were all um they were all very very supportive too but it's as you're saying the amount of admin that comes with it and I was still working full-time yeah. as well and literally just my brain just couldn't cope when it comes to, it was on an annual renewal when it comes to that like banks block payments people's cards might have expired like they ha haven't gone in to update their details and it was like the biggest headache yeah. of my life trying to deal with all that behind yeah, the scenes. I think that's one um, thing that we, we talk about a lot yeah. because it's like people probably don't see the groundwork into mm -hmm. going making sure that everything's checked like we've we have got a systemized business in the sense of like they go on and they subscribe and they then we do our registers there but there's still a lot of like talking yeah. checking yep. checking medical grounds making sure that medical grounds are up to date making sure emergency contacts are yeah. up to date and all of that takes time and I think that sometimes maybe you know from a business owner we probably didn't realize that until mm -hmm. you've launched it where I go hold on a minute I'm actually paying two full-time salaries here to do emails and admin yeah. I thought using a system would, would automate that <laughs> yeah. so yeah no I can totally comprehend yeah. so you basically decided that to just stop the kind of paid membership yeah. and now it's just all free yeah so i am um, wow even better <laughs> even better for everyone I listening i know so i stopped i closed that in august last year it was a bit of it was a bit of um a bittersweet moment because obviously i'd worked so hard on yeah. it and i love being able to find the deals like the the um my members who'd signed up for it were all uh -huh. amazing but it was also, it was such a weight off my shoulders because I felt that constant pressure of yeah. finding those three deals that... you've almost signed yourself yeah. up for that. Uh -huh. And like, even when I was going on holiday, I was having to do, um, like, get a few extra deals out the weeks before so I could have an actual Time break off. on holiday. But obviously, you still have all the admin element. Um, so I just felt it was such a weight off my shoulders. So now I can focus on delivering better free content for everyone yeah. finding more free deals and the growth has just been like that's so good that since it's i think and you I probably find that you have that passion and yeah. love for it back yeah. again because you don't have that dragging down that you yeah. know that feeling like it's a chore yeah. almost uh -huh. um so let's talk about some of the deals over the <laughs> years so let's imagine this is a quick fire round mm -hmm. talk about some of your tip top deals your big savings some of the ones that has made chloe's deal club the biggest one that always comes to mind and this was about six months ago last october so i still get messages every single week asking if i know when this deal's come back that's how much it went wow. off but it was a deal uh, at boots for, for um 
for for a Bobby Brown gift set, right. um, and it included like face space and all these different things. But I'm I'm not sure if 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 you know what Bobby Brown face space yeah. is, but it's kind of like they're kind of like cult product, and you were getting this entire bundle, including lots of different other items, for less than the price of a full size face space. But you were also getting that full size product in there. How so, how did you find that? Where I did spend you... so much time online? But that um, that particular deal within five hours saved my community over thirty thousand pounds. With because obviously it was through like sort of like a track wow. link, so I could see the sales that were coming off. That, the back and of it. that's like, quite interesting as well. £30,000 in five hours. Right, listen, I can't wait. And everyone else that is listening is probably <laughs> on the keys just now signing up. So that's a kind of example of beauty. Tell us about mm. any other sort of deals that you're like, that was a good one. So there was actually one yesterday about getting free tickets to um, to food festivals that are happening all across the UK. The tickets are £21 each. And then there was a code that you could Coffee. get two, two free tickets. So there's actually one in Edinburgh. You should go check it. There might, there might still well, be some tickets left. Well, be quick yeah. <laughs> wow that's interesting so, yeah so it's like I, I like to do it's very focused on beauty and home but when good things come up like that where it's just such good value my uh, uh, i always make sure to share those too yeah that's yeah. like a, a bonus yeah a bonus <laughs> gift to your community um do you know what i find it quite interesting because mm-hmm. i think like for me my business is built on a community yeah. your business is built on a community and i don't know if you know laura from the ggc mm-hmm. yep. love laura and i think like see having that community element where you feel like everyone is together yeah. i think that's probably a feeling that you love as a business Absolutely. owner and Absolutely. i think it's something that we love like i always think some of the best times of the year um we do like a trip um every year we'll do a national and an international and we were just in london with all the kids and i was like it's not about the experiences it's like that feeling of everyone yeah. having a good time together and you uh-huh. probably feel like that when everyone's saving nearly yeah. thirty thousand pound on yep. boots i know it's mad i did have a look <laughs> through some of your previous mm-hmm. deals and boots seems to be a good one mm-hmm. yeah i mean i don't have like don't have an advantage gather anything like that oh, Reece, have a club i know but have a club <laughs> card just recently and this is quite funny i was in tesco last week and just like stupid things like this though right you probably know how massive the club card is now, mm-hmm. which is quite new. It never used to be as big a saving as what it is. Yeah. You used to get points, so you'd get the petrol. Yeah. I was in Tesco last Friday, might I add. Don't know why as a 26-year-old man, I'm in Tesco on a Friday night, <laughs> might I add, looking at new pots and pans. And I was like, uh-huh. why I'm finding myself on a Friday night looking at pots and yeah. pans? But they were half the price with a club card. Uh-huh. Yeah, honestly, so, it's they have done very, very well with the way the club card's been positioned, which obviously we're seeing other supermarkets follow suit. Yeah. So Sainsbury's have just launched um, their, their 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 nectar prices. Yes, um, so they have actually. Yeah, Boots are doing the price advantage, where obviously you're unlocking these other savings. What I will say is just always, if you're in shop and seeing something like that and say it's like a branded thing, just do a quick Google just to make sure it is actually a saving with that price or if right. it's just marketed as a saving i mean yeah. i'm thinking if i could book you for like one to one but wait when we go to tesco next yeah. Friday, i'm like i just need to know i'm needing a detailed brief yeah. of where i need to get an advantage card where i need to get a store card from yeah. many months ago i used to work in like top man top mm-hmm. shop miss selfridge and i don't know if people know this but my job was basically to activate the store cards that used to be about ages ago uh-huh. so i used to just get sent to shop to shop because quite naturally i was very good at talking so yeah. it meant that i was leaving people were leaving like a brand new store card yeah. but they would get a discount on that but you used to find that a lot of people would just take out the store card get it take the payment off it and they would get like say 25 percent off for mm-hmm. six weeks um but it's probably quite similar. Like that kind of era's gone of like putting it into credit. Yeah. And I feel like now we I'm are seeing so like these glad big. That's gone. I know because that's that's quite risky for it people's is. future as well. But I now find that like these big major retailers, like even if you look at someone like BA, who I sit here and probably sound like a bit of a wanker, right? Because I fucking love BA. <laughs> I am an advocate for BA. Like they are just the best airline in the world in comparison. If I'm flying to London and I have to go on that EasyJet flight, I'm miserable from entrance to exit because they just try and rinse every single yep. penny out of you. It's like, <laughs> I'm only traveling to work. I'm coming home tonight yep. and you want to weigh my backpack. Like, <laughs> yeah. leave me alone. But whereas I just feel like a company like BA, it might be that wee bit more expensive, mm-hmm. but you're getting the kickback because, you know, you're also getting like 
your food on the flight. You're yep. also getting like so many perks in the airport. So I do feel like you're seeing like big supermarkets follow suit. Yes. Um, so this is probably the perfect time for you to be on this <laughs> podcast so that we as a nation can save more money. Absolutely. So no, I'm loving that. Um, okay. I have a massive question mm-hmm. for you. So as if you've not created enough, you've got 60,000 people in your deals club. You've got a massive following on socials. And then I turn on the telly and you're on this morning <laughs> with Alison Hammond and Dermot O'Leary. How did that come about as a Scottish CEO, businesswoman? How did you end up on the best daytime telly? Honestly, I still don't understand how this life I'm living is my life. It's insane. Um, but they found my videos on tiktok they said everything they were searching to do with deals Deals. how to save money they were like it was your videos coming up at the top time and time again which is funny because i feel i'm so inconsistent on tiktok i I don't know anyone else that does what you do i think like me and the team were talking about this a few weeks ago of like guests right and and i always feel that with a guest i want to tell people's story Mm -hmm. with them that other people don't know and i'm like i just find your story quite fascinating that like you don't have a business that everyone else has i know no one else in the world that has a deal club but i also don't know anyone else from scotland that has created a community that then yeah. is on this morning regularly I so i think for us like we were like <laughs> we need her on yeah so here you are so thanks for joining us thank you but yeah it's it's just it is so surreal and what's really funny is at the start of january i wrote down in my goals list and it's actually the first time I've ever written a list of goals and I was like you know what I'm gonna put some goals in there that kind of like scare me and the third one on there was to be on this morning and then about maybe about um it was maybe about five weeks later I then get an email from them asking if I want to to, to be um, on the show it's crazy we we talk about this quite a lot on the podcast I just had an amazing guest on Mm -hmm. called Chloe Ferns um we talk about like big frightening goals right and I'm all about like positivity motivation I would say that probably half of the language that comes out of my mouth has been written from some sort of law law of attraction (laughs) jargon because I am obsessed with it I'm like thoughts become things and generally you are the creator of your future I say this all the time right but like that just shows you I think some of my younger audience or some of my students even think that I'm lying when I say the law of attraction works, manifestation works, and that is a prime example. So you wrote on your vision board, on your goals list you wanted to be in this morning, and how long did it take before the universe made it happen? About, it was about five weeks. It's just like wild. And it's actually the first time, as I was saying, that I've ever done any sort of, um, any sort of visualization or like trying to like get good things to come to me. And it's because I ended up, I ended up on, I ended up on the lucky girl side of tiktok and then i was like i am just gonna try this right i'll write my list i keep telling myself like oh things are gonna work out good things are coming it works like wow it it so works so if anyone is listening there is your disclaimer that the law of attraction does (laughs) work you've heard it you've heard it from me you've heard it from you it's quite it's quite funny you say that right because i'm quite open about like what i ask for and what i want and where i and before Last year before I went on The Apprentice, I didn't actually specify it was that. I just said that I wanted to take time away from my business to go and work on me. Yeah. Every month we kept going down. Like It was like a running joke in the office. Like, what's it going to be? Like, Because at one point it was going to be Emmerdale. Because like, I, <laughs> I used to be an actor and I was just like, it's mental to think like, you don't know what it is specifically, mm-hmm. but a good friend of mine always says you need to be specific. So you yeah. were specific yeah. and you got what you wanted. Yeah. So tell yeah. us all about that. So now you are essentially a deal saving expert <laughs> on this morning. Yeah. So I'm on the show um, once uh, once or twice a month and I just share sort of the different deals that I come across, wow. the ones that I think will be best. Um, it's mad how much time goes into prepping for the show that's something that's that 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 actually really took me by surprise like how how long it takes just to make sure that it's all perfect and then just before I am about to go in there I'll obviously like check all the deals and I'll be like that and like I'll like just go through all my lists and I was like and the price of that one's just gone up and that's just changed and that's actually <gasps> gone out of, stock, out of stock and then I'm like right let's let's move things about, so, about. yeah that's that's the, that's that's the thing with the nature of deals it's 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 not me it's so in control reactive. of it so it can things can sell out at any time but a lot of the deals that I then end up sharing on the show do sell out straight after the show because they are so popular but 
Yeah, it's mad. I was in um, I was in the same room as Paris Hilton at one point. I like, was actually just going what? to... I just think, yeah, this this morning and like, do you know what I find so nice and so humbling, right? See, when you speak to Scottish people that work in mm-hmm. telly, like one of my good friends works in Scottish te- works in telly down south all the time. And mm-hmm. we always say this, I'm like, do you know what it is? It's just so refreshing when you see other people that are getting to share their success yeah. on a national level. Like, for me, I'm just like, how inspiring that you are Scottish, you're a CEO, and you are the expert of choice on this morning. Yeah. So talk to us about the inside scoop on this morning. What's it like? <laughs> What's Alison Hammond like? I need to know it all. They are all so nice. From the first day I went, it just feels like you are part of the family. And I'd only spoken to them um, like by, by email on a, on a Zoom call before going, but you're just made so welcome from the first wow. time. And I've been on with Alison, Dermot, three or four times and then uh, the last time was with Josie and Craig and I love Josie they're, they're just she's brilliant uh-huh. they're just they're just so nice and friendly and like completely yeah. put you at ease um you might have been able to tell like from listening to this podcast that I do have um that I've I've I've, I've got a stammer and it's been quite bad the last few months but um I was so nervous I was like if they ask me a question and I'm like I physically can't get my words out but I'm told the entire time just to look at them and not at the cameras and it just feels like you are chatting to two friends and well, they just put you so at ease I find it quite interesting that you brought that up because I think mm-hmm. like one is such a personal thing and I think if anything it just makes you so much more inspiring to the other generation <laughs> okay. I think that working with kids the way that I do is like it's something that a lot of kids need to overcome but like I think I would love to use the opportunity to have you here to talk about having a stammer working yeah. on tv I don't 100%. know if you know the girl on tiktok I love her yes and she's she get, does like um, random acts of kindness mm-hmm. so she'll be like I've got a stammer this is my random act of kindness and she's trying to get over it but I think it's something that's quite it's a subject that probably as a nation we need to be yeah. educated on so what is the best advice you could give to anyone that is in that one that has a stammer that's listening and wants to put themselves out there and also what's the best advice for people that don't know enough about you know people with a stammer and how can we help how can we you know what is protocol tell us all so for anyone listening that has a stammer I mean I used to not even be able to say my name when 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 um when people would ask me it and there's one that always stands out I was doing um I was doing um I was doing Duke of Edinburgh at school and we were doing I think it was it and it was the service task for Uh it and we were at like the fire station and they were going around a circle and we had to like all go around and say our names and from as soon as he said me to go around and say our names I was like oh my god oh my god I'm never gonna be able to say my name I'm not gonna be able to say it and there must be in maybe about 20 or 30 other people in the room all from my school and then they got to me and the guy was like right can you say your name and I was like like I I just I just physically couldn't say my name I was like trying to get the words out everyone in the room was laughing was like "Ah, she can't say her name and they were like all being like what is this so weird and like honestly like it's just stuck with me like dreads that I felt from that how do you how do you feel in that moment like is there anything that you know is there anything that's helped you to overcome the stammer I went speech language therapy as a kid I didn't find it helped me I think the only thing that stuck to me in it is they said there's no cure for this and instantly I was like if there's no cure there is no point coming to this that's just kind of obviously I think looking back I needed a lot more support than what I was getting um but it just got to a stage kind of as I was growing up I I think I just I'm always thinking words ahead and kind of can identify a word that I think I might trip up and then I'll go take the sentence a different way but just now the last kind of few months I feel my stammer's got quite bad and I think it's to do with my breathing I don't think I think I'm kind of quite stressed and tense a lot Uh which obviously I'm probably not breathing as I should Mm -hmm. be so that definitely doesn't help but for anyone who's listening who does have a stammer as well like don't feel like you're defined by your stammer I know it's in your head all the time and it's all you think about because obviously it's all that's in your head when you're speaking but so many people say to me that they don't notice it which is really good I had just said to you before we came on here but I um one of the I would say hands on the best director that Mm -hmm. that I kind of work with out at River City is um a guy Davey right and he has a stammer but like it's so bizarre because I don't I don't know that he has a stammer until like Mm -hmm. someone else would say you know like oh is that Davey what and I'm just like I think I would never notice because I know him probably, yeah. you know, now we've had a conversation. You, you're never going to be defined by that. Yeah. And I think that for me, 
that individual gets the best results out of a group of teenagers, right? A host as a podcaster tell me, you know, like how can anyone do anything to help someone with a stammer? Just you just need to be patient. Like there's times, just like when when we've been speaking just now, if I am struggling with some words, you just sit and yeah. wait and smile and yeah. just you don't make me feel like I'm under pressure yeah. or like I'm being silly. So please don't try and like get the words out of people's mouths or make a joke that or something like um has what's the one that people say has um the cat got your tongue like things like that or like don't try to to be like "Uh, uh, 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 uh," and like kind of like take the piss out of them just like make them feel relaxed because it's so the uncomfort you might be feeling speaking to someone with a stammer is like a million times, times worse for the person yeah. who actually has it like it's it's so embarrassing but wow. yeah i just, just think like you know what an inspiration for you though to <laughs> but i don't think we have anyone else scottish on the telly with a stammer <laughs> yeah. flying the flag for that Thank and you. also saving the nation money so mm-hmm. i think that is just such an inspiring story i'm actually and it's something that i didn't know about you from mm-hmm. watching your videos from following you on socials that's just so inspiring i think for you and for the younger generation like as i said i work with so many kids and I actually find that sometimes it's like parents that then will say to their kids like, don't speak like that or yeah. don't put your tongue there. And I'm like the worst, I have a child that I know in particular and he's probably going to be listening and his dad's probably going to be saying you're talking about me. <laughs> but um, he has a slight, slight, you know, some of his words aren't pronounced properly and the dad's like, should we have him at speech therapy? And I'm like, no, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's a teenage boy, he's growing up, that will settle in time. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is say, you're not doing this, you're not doing that, because then it becomes in the subconscious and you start to think about it, I would imagine. So that's just, I mean, and do you find that working on a show like This Morning, how does it make your stammer, you know, how does it make you, do you feel like now that you're settled on it and you're just so comfortable in your own skin that you can go on it? But that's probably been quite a journey to get to that point. Well, it's actually been the complete opposite, I would say. I thought I would be so nervous. Like the first time I was going down, I was getting the train down and I was so anxious on the train. Like I was actually messaging um, my husband being like, I think I'm just going to need to get off at, <laughs> like when, 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 when the train next stops, I think I'm, I'm just going to have to get, 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 get off the train and wait, wait to get the next train back. I was like, I genuinely don't know how I can do this, but um, yeah. And then I got to the studio for the rehearsal and, all my nerves just went away and they had um they had all of the producers there and the editor of the show came down from the gallery um to like watch me do my rehearsal in person so they were like there's no there 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 is no pressure here like he's actually coming down to stand in front of you and do it and at the end of it he was like oh so so and he was like so 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 I take it this is your first time on TV and I was like yeah it is and he was like no I was just saying that as a joke and I was like no this is actually my first ever time on TV and he was like you just you're a professional yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <sighs> like and it's mad I think I think because I'm so passionate about the deals and like I just know them so well mm-hmm. that it just flowed really easily like there's specific- probably where you feel yeah. most comfortable yeah. as well and yep. I think that that's there's something in that and I think that also there is there is such this image in working in TV, being on a set that, you know, everyone is out to get you. And I think it's very different when you work on like reality or factual or some of these shows. There is producer directors yeah. who are there to make people look a little bit silly, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but that is their job. But I think when you talk about these news shows, these fast end shows, you know, anything that's generally news, which, which was it, what you're working on is daytime entertainment. Yeah. And... There is no commercial buy-in to make anyone look silly. And I think mm-hmm. that just shows you how much of a positive response you've had yeah. on a show like This Morning, where they've just made you feel settled. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, I honestly, I was terrified that I was going to, like, <laughs> that I was going You're obviously to, t- <laughs> to, to, to completely mess up. Because I was like, it can either go two ways. Yeah. It can either be, like, that makes me much more relatable, or I've, like, ruined the show. 
<laughs> so like of, of, of obviously <laughs> now that's all the things I was thinking of going down before yeah. I'd really met anyone obviously now I know that it you love it. that they would be so so accommodating but obviously until I'd built that relationship I was like I just don't know which way this is going to go but um yeah the feedback I had from it is wow. like has, clearly because they've got you back every week been, every, yeah. every couple of times a month ah. I just think as well that you know probably that's the only job in news where you generally news doesn't change probably as reactive as what deals do yeah. right so if we have news in the morning it's the news in the morning it's probably still the same news in the afternoon unless we have a development so that's probably a lot of pressure on you as well that you're thinking well the deals change yeah. how am i going to be when i go on air so i think if anything it's just a real scottish yeah. success story so thank you so much for sharing that with me i would love to ask you this as you sit here as the ceo of chloe's deal club <laughs> What would you say makes a good CEO? So it's, as I was saying earlier, I do really feel that it's something that's just, it's, 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 it's something that's already ingrained in you. And that's not to say that if you haven't ever done something like this before that you yeah. can't start now. I think you should just always start now and try like kind of break uh -huh. break out of what society tells you you need to do that you need to go to school and college or whatever go get a job and work boy i have a statement and i've probably <laughs> yeah. said that about 10 times people will probably sit listening to me right mm -hmm. but i believe that the education system in scotland train the education system in scotland trains children young people young learners to believe that success is measured on getting an apprenticeship after school yep. and saving up to go to turkey for two weeks in the yep. summer and i'm like that yes. mentality needs to uh -huh. go Let's live in a world where things happen on a yeah. bloody big scale. Yeah. Let's live in a world where yeah. you're going down to London at the weekend to be on this morning. And I think that's where children should be inspired. Yes. That's where young entrepreneurs should be inspired. It's that idea that, you know, there is so much more out there if you go and get it. Yep, completely agree. When I was in school, we used to do um we we, we used to do career sessions. Yeah. And I remember saying I wanted to be um a dog kennel owner and then and then I would franchise it throughout the UK and I was told, no, that's not viable. I then said, oh, I want to be a chef and like have my own restaurant and again, like get them all across the world. And they were like, no, no, you, 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 um, you, you, you don't want to work as a chef. That hours are unsociable. You should go be um, a doctor or like an, an, an accountant or a lawyer. And I was like, I just don't want to be in a situation where you have to go into an office every single day. You have to like, be reporting to someone else you have to climb the corporate ladder and as you go up your work-life balance just gets worse and worse 100%. and worse all the time there's more responsibility you're stressed all the time I saw that's what it did to my dad and yeah. the hours he did and I was like that's just not what I want for yeah. myself but in terms of going back to your question about the CEO thing I think you just need to be really flexible and just be able to try lots of different things ride the wave yeah. that is uh -huh. owning a business yeah and they're Things aren't going to go perfect. It's you're going to have amazing highs. You're going to have like really crap times as well. We always say but, this, right? It's like only a business owner would understand of like the highest highs and the lowest yeah. lows within a day. Uh -huh. <laughs> because yeah. it's like you know you go to work probably and it's like oh we've had a really good day, but like you can literally go from taking over the world yep. to bankruptcy yep. within about twenty <laughs> minutes. So it's so interesting that you say that. Yeah. So you think that it comes down to just being able to be adaptable? Yeah. Like I think there's so many things that are always going to be out of your control. Yeah, you can control things to a yeah. certain extent, but there's so many things that you can't control that you need to be able to sort of take a step back and see the vision on where it should go. So for example, just say when I was looking to close membership, like I knew it wasn't working and I was like, that's not a sustainable option for my business yeah. anymore. I'm going to close that. Absolutely grafted on that for like two, two and a bit years, like so much energy went into it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to park that, leave it where it is. And there's going to be, it's, 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 it's going to free up so much of my time for wow. better things to come along. So I think just always looking and sort of reviewing what you're doing and being as flexible as you can. And just, it's, it's, it's you, you, you absolutely don't need to be scared yeah. to pivot your business. I think that's what, what I was going to say there was change is good in a business, yeah. right? Change for me, like I... 
I highly value so many of the, the get like, you know, I highly value every member of my staff, but sometimes change is good. Yeah. Sometimes it's good for fresh faces. Sometimes it's good for fresh teachers. It's always good for us to bring in fresh students because it adds a new dynamic yeah, and new absolutely. dynamics just change the flow. And I always think I would never, ever, ever be alarmed if anyone was to leave my business because I'm like, you know, that's a choice where you're going to do something better yeah. for you. I wish you all the best, but it's quite nice to just change mm-hmm. the dynamic and go with the flow. So I think that's quite interesting. And a lot of the CEOs that sit on this sure talk about it and we are just like Danny had said a few weeks ago she was like you just need to be prepared that it's not going to kill you yeah and I was just like and that's really really nice it's really strong so let me let me ask you this Mm -hmm. which other Scottish CEO inspires you is there anyone that you know that you think I bloody love to see them do well yeah um I feel like I don't know that many people in that 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 are based in Scotland Uh I I know it probably just sounds like I am being quite, quite, quite cliche here, but I would definitely say my sister. So she has her own. It's, it's she's she, she's got a home fragrance brand called um, called Ola Pip Home. Cool. And she left her corporate job in marketing. I think she was head of marketing for a company, and just got to a stage like she's in her mid forties, wow. and just got to a stage was like, you know what, I love this that. this this isn't the thing I want to do anymore. I want to just go do something for me completely different and left her job and went and started her own brand. She now has um, her own studio in um, in, in, in Bridgeweir. She has customers all across the wow. UK. She has customers that get the train up from Manchester to come shop just with her. Like, it's wild, that's amazing. what she's been able to achieve and gone against the stereotypes of you need to like get a job and stay in it until you retire and just gone and Tried something. I think as well as there's something in that of like where success usually screams is where you go against the norm, yeah. right? And I just think where your sister's probably excelled there is mm-hmm. she's worked double as hard for it because she's left a big corporate job yeah. where she's had to make it work. And I yeah. think that's where I always find success comes from when it needs to work. See, when you, you always find this, you know, like I chat to a lot of business owners and they'll be like, oh, you know, my dad done this. So then like, you know, it was a follow on. And I'm like, see, sometimes when you just do something that's so out yeah. of your debt, yeah. you need to make it work. Uh-huh. And it's like, I think that's so inspiring though. And I think that, you know, tell us what your sister's brand is so that everyone yeah, so it is called um it is called Olap at Home and she is based in in in, in Bridgeware and um she ships all like the UK but her candles are like Beautiful. and I promise I'm not just saying this because she's my sister, but <laughs> I would happily spend my own money on them if if I had like no no relationship. Wow. If I had no relationship to her, but I was buying a lot of big brand candles and you would get all the wax left around the edge of the jar. It's all black suit along yeah. the top. And I know the name we're talking yeah, about. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, and hers just, they burn perfectly. They wow. are so good. So What's yeah. her name? She is called Nicola. Nicola. And oh, yeah, she's... Nicola she's, on the show. Yeah. I want to know more know, about it. So. What a wheeling and dealing family. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm absolutely I've got something in the blood. I, I love that. <laughs> We um we always talk about this on the show and it's something that I find important. Like, let's talk about one of your kind of best learned lessons in business. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that sticks out and you go, God, that was a lesson or that was a blessing? Probably it could be your... your- I would say investments I've made in my business. There's things that I did when I was, when I was first starting out, I was like so sort of keen on growth that I was essentially um, throwing money at the problem because I knew I wanted to make this work. I wanted to be able to like leave my full-time job and I hired um, a PR agency and yeah, it just, I spent, I spent so much money on it and I just didn't see the sort of the results from it because I essentially wanted to like hack that growth instead Organic, of yeah. trying to just like do it in, 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 instead of just trying to do it myself wow. ended up working with another PR agency about a year later who were amazing and wow. I think I think so I was in a better mindset then of sort of not doing it just to try get there quicker if yeah that makes and I think it's PR um, I mean I think if I've learned one thing in the past six months is that you need a good PR yeah. that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> I uh, like I mean I think in the past six months I went through a turmoil with the media yeah. which is yeah, fine yeah. and it's all part of the process and I think that the one thing I have learned about PR is it's about relationships yes. and you know, having a relationship with your PR, having a relationship with these titles Mm -hmm. is about them knowing you. And I still say to this day, every genuine 
bit of press or bit of media that I would do that I would actually speak to know me on a personal level yeah. that they wouldn't write bullshit yeah. and excuse yeah. my language and the titles that write bullshit are because you've never had a conversation mm-hmm. with them so they have a preconceived opinion of yeah. you based on unfactual yeah. information yeah. and I think that when you actually look at some of the best PR and I've actually just moved to a new PR and we were having this I was actually on the call this morning mm-hmm. and we were talking about this and I'm like it's about relationships and it's yeah. about people knowing your story like yeah. I didn't know half of your story to give sat here and I think that it is just so inspiring and so nice to hear but PR should be about storytelling I yeah. think rather yeah. than trying to get you features in magazines that don't really people don't read yeah. anymore people uh-huh. don't read as yeah. many like you know what more could you ask for them to be on this morning that yeah. you got yourself so yeah. how amazing um, no I think that you've got such an inspiring story and I think that I really just hope that when people listen to this they get to see you I think for a business yeah. that's so driven by you I feel like I've met a new human from what I saw on social so um, thank you so much for sharing your story with us thank you for coming on and being a Scottish CEO (laughs) to finish things off we like to ask this if you could tell your younger self one thing what would it be? It would be to trust the process like things will come in their own time and you're exactly where you need to be right you're 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 exactly where you need to be right right at that moment in time um I think it's easy to think when you compare yourself to other people that they're doing xyz job they must be making this much money they're doing all these other things that I'm not doing that there's there is going to be a time that will be yours when you're going to be exactly where you couldn't even imagine you would have been yeah. so to trust the process be patient and it's all gonna work out i love that i love the trust we talk about this all the time because sometimes i say to my life coach i'm like oh, i think this is the universe just testing me during this <laughs> process and i say all the time but i firmly believe that you must be tested in order yeah. to go to a higher frequency and i'm yep. like you know as a business owner you can either let it all go on top of your head or you can go okay what's next yep. and i think that that's really really inspiring to you from you as well and finally a question that I love to talk about and I like to finish off with a different quote mm-hmm. and a different, you know, a different nuance to finish off an episode. But quotes for me are one thing that I always say. Motivation will get you through, yep. but there's nothing quite like a quote. Yep. If you had a favourite quote, um, what would it be? So I, this probably isn't necessarily a quote from anyone, uh-huh. but I feel like my last bit of advice would be just, um, would, would, would would be just to go for it uh-huh. like I tried so many side hustles until I found something that stuck and I loved and I was motivated to work on every single day like yeah. in evenings and weekends and that so <laughs> if there's something you want to do just go for it you literally have nothing to lose by trying it and you absolutely don't know wow. where it could lead so. I think that is something so inspiring to say you don't know where it would lead. Yeah. I think that this episode, if I was to quote it, if I was to choose mm-hmm. a quote, I would think it would say, just be yourself yeah. because everybody else is already taken. Yep. And yep. I think like, I think you are so authentically you that <laughs> that has been so inspiring to listen <laughs> to. So Chloe, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you to the listeners, the viewers. That was such a wholesome episode. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready to just gather my own thoughts and go and save some money in my Boots Advantage card. We are going to need to go shopping. We need we a are. debrief. So if anyone is listening and wants to find out more about you, Chloe, where can they find you? How can they start saving the dollar? Tell us all. So my website is chloesdealclub.com where you can sign up for my weekly email newsletter. It goes out every Sunday night. And then my social media platforms are at Club, which is on Instagram and TikTok. Wow. Well, I can guarantee you that. Everyone in my office will be getting told as soon as I go back the excitement of this. Chloe, thank you so much for being on. It has been a pleasure and hopefully we will see and hear you again soon, potentially on this morning. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks very much as well, Reese. Thank you.